today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. A big day in Washington today, too, as uh, the Senate Homeland Security Committee and Rules Committee is actually going to be holding hearings that got underway just a little while ago about what happened January 6th in the nation's capital. Global News' Reggie Cicchetti is with us uh, from Washington. Reggie, thanks so much for the time today. Uh, a lot of uh, concern and, and a lot of apprehension, especially by some of the Republican members uh, of the committee, about what's going on here, too, That uh, because there's some pretty wild accusations about who actually might have been involved in the, in the planning of this. And, and I... It, I guess the first question there is: It conceded now that, that this was a plan. This was not just a bunch of rabble. There, there was a, there seemed to be a technique to what happened on the sixth. Yeah, Bill. Good morning. There, there is testimony this morning that shows that this was a planned attack. You have the former House Sergeant at Arms, Paul Irving, saying that they began planning for protests back in December 2020. Uh, you have the Capitol Police saying that the FBI uh, Norfolk, Virginia division had been scrubbing social media posts and had been warning of potential violence that would take place on January 6th. We're also hearing that, you know, uh, information simply wasn't uh, transmitted down the pike, and that's why there were delays, but there were also processes involved uh, that led to some of the delays. So we're starting to uncover uh, some of the earth, uh, you know, into what exactly happened on January 6th. Uh, but when you talk about the perpetrators in behind it, uh, the, the, the witnesses today were asked, were there white supremacists involved in the Capitol attack? Were there extremist groups involved in this attack? And all four uh, who are testifying today answered with yes. There's a disturbing piece I wanted to ask. I don't know if they've done this yet, but I wanted to get your insight into this. It was a day or so after this whole thing started when you were uh, guesting on our show, and you told us about the story about uh, this, the rumor that was going around the Capitol at that time, that uh, a couple of members of the Congress were actually taking people around on a tour of that building uh, the day or two before that actually happened. And, and the anomaly there, of course, is that building was supposed to be locked down. There was nobody in the public was supposed to be there. Uh, is, is that going to be discussed? I mean, are they going to turn that rock over, too? Well, look, it's very possible, uh, you know, depending on which lawmaker decides to get into that, it's likely that we're not going to hear a Republican ask about that because yeah. uh, the allegations are that there were members of the Republican Party that were uh, actively engaged in doing these tours, even though the Capitol was supposed to be on lockdown. But that very well could come up because the sole focus of today's hearing bill uh, is on the preparedness, on what allowed, uh, you know, the, the, the cradle of democracy here to be vulnerable. Uh, we heard from the D.C. police chief earlier today uh, essentially saying that he was shocked uh, at, at the weaknesses that were exposed uh, when, as this attack uh, unfolded, uh, but also shocked in just the sheer delays uh, of trying to get any kind of assistance, whether it was from, uh, you know, uh, uh, police forces nearby or whether it was trying to get some kind of federal approval to get the National Guard out there. So this is all kind of part and parcel uh, as to what played out into the you know weeks before and hours of that protest. Reggie, maybe you could clear something up, because whose responsibility is security in that building itself? I mean, I know some Republicans last week, uh, as you were reporting on Global uh, National, uh, Republicans reporting at Nancy Pelosi and said she dropped the ball on this. Uh, some of the Democrats are saying, well, no, Mitch McConnell dropped the ball on this. I mean, there's a lot of finger-pointing here, but but is, is there a chain of command as to who de gets to decide what and, and how many people should actually be there in a security? Yeah, so look, the United States Capitol Police is tasked with the protection of the Congress and of the building itself, uh, and they would be the ones who are in coordination with trying to ensure uh, that safety is escalated to a point of where it needs to be. Uh, we heard earlier today that when the FBI gave a warning to the USCP that there was uh, the potential for some violence, uh, the Capitol Police headquarters didn't actually relay that information down the pike. They did not give that to the Senate Sergeant at Arms, to the House Sergeant at Arms, and that's what led to some of the delays. 
But there's also, you know, we have to remember that there are federal agencies that can be uh, tasked with protecting the Capitol, but they need to be called upon by the U.S. Capitol Police. So that's kind of where some of this questioning is going right now. Why was the information not relayed? What was the delay in getting information out there? There was just a, a debate about 15 minutes ago where the U.S., the former Capitol Police chief, uh, was kind of in a confrontation with the uh, House Sergeant-at-Arms over what time a phone call was made in order to get uh, additional uh, services requested, uh, that being the National Guard. One of them saying it happened at 109, one of them saying it happened closer to 25 to 2, but an ultimate decision didn't come for the National Guard until after 2 o'clock. So the chain of command, the chain of information uh, appears to have some breaks in it, and that's where they're trying to fix those links. That's odd. I mean, that's day of, and you're right. That's very important and very germane to, to what these guys are going to try to uncover here. But I, I guess the question a lot of other folks are asking is, what about pre-preparation for this? I mean, they knew there was going to be a rally that day. They didn't know they were going to necessarily march on the Capitol, but they knew there was going to be a rally. But, Reggie, you've been down in Washington for a long time. Every time that something like that is set, there is extra security that's out, but just by the nature of the fact that there's going to be a group of people in downtown Washington. Uh, so they do have extra people there, whether the Million Mile March, March or whatever else it's going to be, anything that goes on down there, they, they tend to, to, to plan for it. didn't seem to be anything extra that was done in anticipation of this. Yeah, look, the U.S. Capitol Police, the former chief, is saying that, you know, in the, the weeks before that, they were dealing with these, uh, you know, MAGA, these Make America Great Again yeah. rallies that had been taking place outside of the, the U.S. Supreme Court and in and around the U.S. Capitol. And they say that they had perimeters in place, that they had the appropriate amount uh, of personnel to deal with whatever size crowd there was. Uh, but what we're hearing over and over from the people testifying today is that the information being relayed to them by the intelligence communities did not show that there was going to be some kind of widespread uh, violence. You know, that was part and parcel to the conversation that took place during the impeachment trial against Donald Trump, where they tried to say that he incited this, that he had pre-planned it, uh, that there was conversations taking place in the dark parts of the Internet that were talking about violence. But for whatever reason, uh, the, the manpower just simply wasn't put in place on the day of the attack. And we even hear uh, that, you know, the Senate Argent, sergeant at arms at the time didn't want the National Guard there because of an optics issue of having armed military people or at least unarmed military personnel standing outside uh, the doorstep of the U.S. government. Now, he pushed back on the word optics there, uh, but it does lead to growing questions as to if the information was circulating off the grid, uh, but, you know, bits and pieces of it were making its way into public light. Why was there not enough uh, personnel there? There's also questions going on right now, Bill, about why the Capitol Police simply aren't protect, uh, aren't, uh, aren't equipped with riot gear, why they don't have that or why only a small fragment of, of the force actually has that. These are questions that are going to lead to likely reforms into security around the building. What's the end game here, Reggie, with this committee specifically? I mean, they, they can't charge anybody, certainly. Uh, do they make recommendations? Do they accuse people of things? Or is this just an information gathering session? I think it's, it's a combination of things. It's information gathering, but it's also preparedness. It's also to try to figure out, look, this happened one time. We need to ensure that this doesn't happen again. But remember, it's just the first in a series uh, of these hearings in this public inquiry to find out the origins uh, of this attack. There's going to be a deep dive into the finances that potentially went into this attack. There's going to be a deep dive uh, into uh, other elements of what was leading up to and what happened in the days and weeks after this attack. This is going to kind of go on for the next several days here. Essentially, what they're trying to do is not really lay blame. We already went through that with the impeachment trial. We've gone through that on the political side of this. They're really trying to just look at the actual security incident here and say, what could we have done 
to prevent this? And what can we do going forward to ensure this doesn't happen again? Does that mean that they close off the U.S. Capitol from the public and, and put a permanent fence around it? Does it mean that they have to start better equipping uh, law enforcement personnel to be able to deal with a potential second attack? These are going to be the answers that they strive to get to. I, this is, I guess you could categorize almost as, as the pre-game show anyway, because uh, as you reported on Global yesterday, uh, soon-to-be Attorney General Mayor Garland has already indicated that he's going to prosecute the people in charge. That's where they get into the heavy lifting. That's where charges could be laid. Yeah, and look, there's already uh, you know roughly 200 or 250 people that have been arrested and charged mm-hmm. uh, by federal prosecutors for their actions in this insurrection. Uh, and what we heard from Mayor Garland yesterday from the Attorney General nominee uh, is that that will be a top priority for Maine Justice. They fully intend to go after and hold accountable uh, the people that were involved in the attack, whether it was uh, pre-planning, whether it was uh, you know active involvement uh, in the moments of that attack. This is going to be uh, of the utmost important to, uh, importance to the Justice Department. But it's also worth remembering that yesterday during that uh, hearing, uh, that, that Merrick Garland really was getting bipartisan support here. This is not kind of a political nominee who was, uh, you know, in the middle of fireworks uh, uh, with kind of the Republican Party and not really with the Democratic Party. There was a bipartisan support here for Merrick Garland, and it's because he was trying to keep politics out of the picture and really trying to put, uh, you know, justice uh, as his main goal. And that's what he's looking at when it comes to this attack. Important day in Washington. We'll be uh, watching for your reporting on this later on today, Reggie. Thanks so much for the time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Reggie Cicchini, of course, uh, Global News in Washington, following that very important hearing. And, uh, of course, the confirmation hearings for those members of the cabinet, including uh, Merrick Garland for the Attorney General's position. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.